Hello, you're listening to a Zen Studies Society podcast. To learn more about our community of Zen Buddhist practitioners, please visit zenstudies.org. Good morning. It's wonderful to see many of you. I think many of us have been struck by the unprecedented beauty of this spring in the time of COVID-19. How is this possible? We might wonder in such dire circumstances. So much illness. So many deaths. Collective mourning. as if impervious to the suffering. Spring proceeds on its course of rebirth, regeneration, and renewal. in the midst of things as they are. Spring comes, grass grows by itself. I was out walking favor, our large burn doodle. And we both stopped at a clump of daffodils, reaching out from the light spring snow. She sniffed, I smiled, and I thought of case six of the Mumonkan, the gateless barrier. The Buddha holds up a flower. Many of you know this koan. One day, 
about 2,600 years ago, a multitude gathered at Vulture Peak to hear Shakyamuni Buddha speak. The Buddha silently held up a flower. No one responded except for Mahakashapa, who broke into a broad smile. The Buddha said, I have the true Dharma eye, the marvelous mind of Nirvana, the true form of the formless and the subtle Dharma gate. Independent of words, transmitted beyond doctrine. This I now entrust to Mahakashapa. Earlier this month, we celebrated the birth of a prince named Siddhartha Gautama the Shakya clan in northern India, what is now southwest Nepal. At the age of 29, he went out from the palace gates and for the first time encountered illness, old age, and death. And he also saw an ascetic religious mendicant. The prince was plagued by searing questions. Why this suffering? Does everything fade away? Is nothing permanent? What can I rely upon? How can I go on with my privileged life? This sharp experience of impermanence was the essential catalyst for a great change, a great resolve as it is for us all, especially at this time 
when we can no longer ignore the fact that each of us, everyone we know, everything we've taken for granted passes away. As Eknath Eswaran put it, it is this awareness of death that brings life into clear focus. Clear focus. When the veils of self-absorption fall away, clear seeing. But this clear seeing requires a willingness, a determination, to undertake a spiritual journey of unforeseen, unimaginable challenges. It demands utter faith, even when Everything is obscured by obstacles. You may remember a song by Johnny Nash. I can see clearly now the rain is gone. I can see all obstacles in my way. Gone are the dark clouds that had me blind. It's gonna be a bright, bright, sunshiny day. It's gonna be a bright, bright, sunshiny day. So Prince Siddhartha left his protected and cosseted environment, gave away his finery, and began his journey. He undertook six years of ascetic practices 
And finally, realizing that extremes, whether of sensory, pleasure, or asceticism, were not the way. He took some nourishment and sat down under a tree and said, I will not move from this spot until I have fully understood true reality. And on the eighth day, looking up and seeing the morning star, he fully realized his true Dharma eye, the marvelous mind of Nirvana, the true form of the formless, the subtle Dharma gate. Because of his vow to awaken, he saw that star for the first time. Gone were the dark clouds. It glittered. He glittered. And there was no difference between them. Despite the billions of light years that, in conventional terms, separated them. And he became the Buddha. And a few years later, he stood before the assembly at Vulture Peak and held up a flower. He stood before this assembly on Zoom Peak and held up a flower. Was it a special flower that he had selected ahead of time to convey his wordless teaching? Most likely, it was just an ordinary so-called ordinary flower growing at his feet. And what happened? The flower saw Buddha. Buddha saw the flower. 
in the myriad forms a single body is revealed as one of the koans puts it he held up this flower this single body but of all of those present, only one could see it. Buddha's longtime disciple, Magashapa. And why? Because he had committed himself to deep and unwavering practice. He had seen through all obstacles in his way. About this case, Yogin Senzaki commented, everyone was silent. Yes, apparently silent, but each mind was filled with commotion. Each was bewildered by thoughts about what the teacher meant. Makashapa, the chief disciple, was the only one in real silence. He entered the inner realm. the Buddha's realm. He smiled innocently, like a happy child. And as the original Chinese says, his serious features crinkled into a smile. End quote. To be in real silence, even with the sirens wailing, even with family members bustling about, even with our minds overwhelmed by sadness, by confusion, by anxiety. This is what we are doing. This is our challenge. 
to do true practice in the time of COVID-19. is to sit with faith amidst our doubt with diligence and determination to enter into the inner realm. Someone once asked Shunryu Suzuki Roshi how to practice. Suzuki Roshi said, just don't wobble. This doesn't mean that we should ignore or deny or push away our human emotions, quite the contrary. We must feel and acknowledge our own and each other's pain and be open to what arises. Fear, irritation, grief, exhaustion. Allowing the myriad forms to be as they are. And allowing them to fade away as they do. Just as that prince did, sitting through all manner of afflictions, delusions, we must continue without being shaken from our resolve, not wavering, not wobbling, expecting nothing, no idea of time, of beginnings or endings. flower opens. The sky is clear. A bird sings. In the myriad forms a single body 
is revealed. Some of you may remember a session when Yamakawa Roshi was at Daibusatsu Zendo and he told us about offering flowers to a statue of the Buddha holding up a flower. Yamakawa Roshi said, I offered the flowers and prayed. At this, I understood the reason why Mahakashapa smiled. It was simple. It was because the flower smiled. And he said, the Japanese kanji saku, to bloom, can also read warai, to smile. The flower that the Buddha held up was blooming, smiling. Mahakashapa saw the flower and smiled. The Buddha smiled. They all smiled together. End quote. Here we all are, smiling together. Did that first transmission occur 2,600 years ago? No. This transmission is happening right here, right now. It's the transmission of everyday life, of ordinary mind, past and present, sacred and secular, birth and death are not two. Receive this. Transmit this. This has been a Zen Study Society podcast. If you found it to be of interest, please consider making a donation by visiting zenstudies.org slash donate. Thank you for listening.